0: Welcome to Peak Curiosity, my name is Abigail. Today I have John Wiley, a hypnotherapist out of Boise, Idaho. We go fairly in-depth as to what hypnosis is and why we shouldn't be scared of it. And at the end, he even live hypnotized me not to drink coffee. I've had a coffee every morning for like 11 years. It's been about two and a half weeks, and I've only had a couple of drinks of coffee, and when I do taste it, it just doesn't taste that good. At first, I thought it was 75% placebo and 25% help, but after a couple of weeks, I think it's more like 50-50. It's still a conscious decision to not go and make coffee, but it's been so much easier than when I've tried to kick it in the past. If you have also been wanting to kick coffee, you can follow along with this for sure. But I do need to give the disclaimer to not listen to the hypnotism while you're driving. It starts at about 45 minutes, so you're good up to that point. And if you do try it and it works, I would love to hear it. You can email me at peakcuriosity at gmail.com. And don't forget to contact John using the links in the description. Happy listening. Hey good afternoon.
1: Hi, you must be Abigail.
0: I am, and you must be John. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Um, Would you mind giving me just a quick synopsis of your career and what you
1: do? Uh, sure, yeah. So I'm a hypnotherapist. I own Boise Hypnosis here in Boise, Idaho. And <clears throat> I do work with clients um, all over the state. And basically as a hypnotherapist, what I help people do is make positive changes in their lives. So some of the areas that I specialize in are smoking cessation, uh, which is basically just a fancy way of saying helping people stop smoking, as well as weight loss, and anxiety issues are the three main specialties that I work with on a day to day basis. But Um, outside that, I help people make all kinds of other changes too. Everything from um, erectile dysfunction for men to fear of flying and and fear of snakes and and any other kind of behavior change that you can think of. Hmm. Athletes who want to perform better, things like that.
0: Okay. Well, This is just fascinating, and my volume is so loud.
1: Hang on. Uh,
0: I am always so scared that my technology is not going to (laughs) work.
1: Hypnosis can help with that. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. That's funny.
0: So let's see. Let's start with just how does hypnosis work? Is it a trick?
1: Good question. So at the core of it, Abigail hypnosis is a natural normal even mundane function of how our minds work mm-hmm. okay and and formal hypnosis is just systematically using the natural tweaking it manipulating the natural way that human beings perceive their reality you can take for example you can have a dozen different people witness the same car accident,
0: Mm -hmm. or any event,
1: really, but we're going to use a car accident as an example. And every single one of those people, even though they saw objectively the same thing, what they remember, how they perceived it, um, is all going to be different based on the different experiences that they've had, based on the different beliefs and attitudes they have, and also even all the way down to the mood that they happen to be in the emotional state that they happen to be in in that particular moment. Okay. Um, So hypnosis is a, a way of using the natural abilities that we are already using anyway, using them systematically to help people to change the way that they perceive their reality in helpful ways in beneficial ways okay so it can be um, because most most of the the experiences that people have where they're actually using these natural abilities are outside of conscious awareness so they're they're unconscious they happen automatically and we aren't even aware of them so when you bring those things and, and you kind of shine a light on them especially like on a stage show they look like magic when you manipulate and, and uh, um, change these, these ways of, of perceiving with people. Mm-hmm. It seems like magic, it looks like magic, but it isn't. It's not magic at all. Can you tell me what is happening in the brain? Well, I can, I can give you a little bit of insight. Neuroscience is, is still a rapidly evolving field. So, i mean if i knew all the answers i'd be the most famous man in the world right now right but i do try to stay on top of such things um, and we do understand that one of the remarkable things about the brain and i want to preface what i say by brain with the idea that the brain and the body or the mind and the body are not two separate things okay uh, one thing that neuroscience teaches us has revealed recently relatively recently is that the mind and the body as opposed to the way we used to see things is massively connected it's not separate at all they're enormously connected and they massively affect each other our body massively affects our mind our mind massively affects our body so that's the first thing that i want to point out now as far as specifically how hypnosis makes changes uh in in how we perceive and even how our brain is wired and how uh, uh, our blood chemistry works and and even how our genes are expressed all those things um, have been documented with recent research is that um, in a very real sense um our brain doesn't care whether an experience we have is real or whether it's vividly imagined so for example and this might be fun for your listeners and you can kind of play along if you'd like to as well one of the little quick easy demos that i like to do with my clients to illustrate how massively the mind and the body are connected and how you can actually powerfully influence things that are normally outside your conscious control really easily and and simply we're using your imagination and and your ability to focus your attention and become absorbed in in uh, in an idea is to close your eyes and imagine that you're in your kitchen or it can be an ideal kitchen if you want to and as you look around the kitchen And in your mind's eye, you can look and find the toaster and you can notice where the sink is and the refrigerator and the microwave. And You can imagine walking over to the refrigerator and opening up and the the door and feeling that cold air as it touches your skin, seeing the light inside bright and shiny and and imagine that there's a, a ripe, juicy lemon wherever you'd keep a lemon in the refrigerator and take that lemon in your hand and feel the weight of it feel the coolness of that lumpy bumpy skin and take that lemon and bring it up to your nose and smell it now take that lemon walk over to the counter put it on a cutting board take out the ideal knife for slicing a lemon and slice into that lemon and see the juices running down notice it squirt as you slight slice through that lemon and slice that lemon into a wedge take that wedge of lemon and pop it into your mouth bite down into it feel the juices of that lemon flowing down through you know your teeth and onto your tongue and feel it mixing with the saliva taste that that tart tart lemon taste and as you as you experience that juice of that lemon in your mouth and mixing with the saliva you'll notice that your mouth actually to one degree or another has already started to salivate right Mm -hmm. and to whatever degree that is happening for you right now you can be curious and wonder you know how does that happen because the the ability to salivate abigail believe it or not is not under your conscious control
0: oh no definitely
1: (laughs) right (laughs) yeah but you can influence it really powerfully by by imagining that scenario and the Mm -hmm. more vividly you allow yourself to imagine it to engage your senses when you bite into that lemon wedge your brain doesn't care it doesn't differentiate between what's real and what's imagined to the extent that you actually have a physiological response in your body to what you're imagining. No, it doesn't have to be a lemon. It can be, you know, if you don't like lemons and you don't want to use that example, take a moment and imagine um, walking into a kitchen that uh where somebody's been baking and they've been baking your favorite chocolate chip cookies mm-hmm. and you can you can smell them and you open up the the oven door and you reach in there carefully with some um uh you know those hot pot holder things and you grab a, a cookie <laughs> and you you know um, you taste that cookie deliciousness and the same thing will happen but it's amazing because that response that people naturally have, that mouth watering, it goes so much deeper than that. Using those same natural abilities that we have to use our imagination, become absorbed in that experience, it goes and uh, it, it'll affect our blood chemistry. It'll affect our immune system. It affects how our brain is wired, those neuronal connections in our brain, and it goes all the way down to at least as far science tells us at least as far as our genes how our genes Hmm. are expressed a field of study known as epigenetics so it goes really really deep you can actually change your gene expression by using these tools okay that's how that's what we know so far to this point how hypnosis affects our brain okay Hmm. does does Mm -hmm. that make sense yeah That is so cool. Okay, so I feel like
0: a lot of people are kind of scared of hypnotism. We see a lot on TV and movies. And um, my husband and I have recently been watching The Mentalist, which is such a ridiculous show. But one of the things he'll often do is he'll hypnotize people to get them to confess something that they wouldn't. Or in one particular episode, a guy had been hypnotized to bring in a body... To the police department, but the man believed that he was just bringing a sack of potatoes. So, okay. is there any sort of reality in these two examples?
1: Okay, so so first of all, um, let me admit that I'm not real very really very familiar with the mentalist okay. specifically, but I am pretty familiar with how Hollywood and uh, <laughs> other you know entertainment uh, media tend to frame hypnosis and and use it so again hypnosis is about changing perceptions okay? okay so in the right hands into the right circumstances perhaps a person uh that was very skilled could could um hypnotize someone to to perceive that body as being a sack of potatoes or something like that. But there's, (laughs) uh, that's a pretty big stretch.
0: Okay, that makes me feel better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so one thing I really want to make clear to, to all of your listeners about when it comes to hypnosis is hypnosis is something that you already experience literally every day Uh, so uh, for example you know somebody that is is concerned usually concerns about hypnosis stem from fear of not being in control yes okay yes so first of all you have to realize that there are there are forces in the world all the time people are always trying to influence you persuade you sell you on certain ideas, okay, whether they realize it or not. So these concepts, these ideas are are, you know, we're swimming in them mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Okay. So it's valuable to learn how they work so that we know um so that we know what messages we want to allow and what messages are not helpful and we can protect ourselves against those things. So regardless um you know, that's that's valuable. Sure. Okie dokie. Um,
0: are some people more hypnotizable than others?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It used to be believed um, years ago that only about, um, uh, you know, 20 or 30% of people were were hypnotizable. But mm. back in the day when, when hypnosis was, uh, formal hypnosis, our understanding of how these, these processes, work was very limited. Our approach was uh, pretty one-dimensional. So it used to be that when you went to a hypnotist, the the hypnotist um, was trained, and almost universally, they would use a very authoritarian approach, Okay, You will now close your eyes, relax your body, go deeply into a trance. Well, that only works with a certain percentage of people because most people uh, don't like being told what to do, right? (laughs) Yeah. Now, uh, a certain segment of the population are gonna be fine with that, but a lot of people are not going to be. What we've learned since that time, years and years ago, is that virtually everyone uh, is perfectly capable of experiencing uh hypnosis and hypnotic phenomenon with the right approach again people are different but this is an innate Mm -hmm. natural part of how our minds work so um there's something that hypnotists tend to say that has a lot of truth to it um in many respects and that's that all hypnosis is self-hypnosis okay so when i work with a client to help them make a change we're working as a team Mm -hmm. we're collaborating right and so part of my job is to help find the tools and the methods and the approaches that work best for that person to help them to make the changes that they want but beyond that hypnosis abigail is a set of learnable skills okay Mm -hmm. some people are naturally going to be better some of those component skills are the ability to focus your attention Mm -hmm. okay Uh, another part of that ability is the ability to to allow yourself to become absorbed in a task okay and everybody if they stop and they think about this they'll realize that they have those things in their life that They enjoy that they become absorbed in, that they become engrossed in for some people that's watching movies, mm-hmm. right For some people, that's reading books of whatever genre they prefer, right or get absorbed in uh, uh, another uh, another segment of the population it's going to be it's going to be gardening. you know it can happen even having a conversation mm-hmm. like right now, you're listening to what I'm saying. You're mm-hmm. not paying attention to the traffic outside, right? Mm-hmm. Or the the sounds of, well, now you are, <laughs> right? Because I've directed your attention, your awareness there. But before, you were listening to me. You were making meaning in your imagination of what I was telling you,
0: mm-hmm. what
1: I was saying, right? Mm-hmm. And so the skills that are involved in hypnosis are things that everybody's going to be, um have a certain amount of skill at but everybody can improve at everybody will get better with practice okay so
0: what got you interested in this
1: oh so my my origin story um when i was in my early 20s i was living in arizona and my girlfriend at the time her mother suffered from horrible, debilitating uh, headaches. I guess they're the worst kind of headaches that a human being can experience. They're called cluster headaches. Mm. And they were so bad for so long that she was on the brink of suicide. She would tried oh, everything wow. and no drugs, no, uh, uh, no medical interventions could mm. touch these headaches until finally she, was, um, she came across a, a hypnotherapist and he worked with her for a while she learned self-hypnosis and that that changed her world Hmm. and listening to her tell that story and uh and getting to know her and, and learning how terrible those headaches were and how profound the change was now um at the the time that i knew her she could put herself into a hypnotic state when she felt one of these headaches coming on and totally nip it in the bud totally shut that headache down so she never suffered from another headache like that again because even though you know periodically because of stress or whatever it was that was triggering those headaches um that had greatly diminished but even on those times when those headaches tried to come back she had gained such a measure of control over her mind her own mind with self-hypnosis that she could shut them right down never had to suffer that really impressed the hell out of me that you know i before that time i thought about hypnosis just like you know most uh people do that it's uh kind of interesting as far as entertainment and, and kind of mysterious and kind of maybe spooky and stuff like that mm-hmm. but that gave me an opportunity to really see with experience that it can really powerfully help people for for the better and so when i went back to college and moved back to idaho i remembered that lesson and i started to study hypnosis and i uh, i was curious as to whether it could help me be a better student turns out it can and then i got some some sales jobs while I was in college and I wondered, you know, can it help me be a better salesman? Absolutely. It did. And I became one of the top salespeople in every single company that I worked for. And I, I easily got on the Dean's list in college. uh, So in the sales, were you,
0: you were hypnotizing yourself, not the customer, I hope.
1: Well, um, a little bit of both, because again, these are natural processes that human beings mm. use with each other all the time, whether they use whether they realize it or not, Abigail, mm. you know, when you talk persuasively, you're talking hypnotically. Okay, and hypnosis is, uh, you know, was I was I using spooky, magical uh, language when I was describing that lemon, and I caused you to salivate right there in the chair? Uh, no no yeah okay so so if i'm describing a product and i start to describe it in a way that evokes an emotional response you know what's the difference and it benefits everyone it helps me to communicate what i want to communicate better but it Mm. also helps the potential customer to understand to really connect with what it is that i'm trying to convey Mm. okay so it's mutually beneficial um and so, yes, I would use hypnotic language and hypnotic skills when I was giving a presentation. But I'd also use self-hypnosis on myself to help, uh, to help mentally rehearse in my mind how I could succeed. You know, that's a really useful way of using hypnosis. That's something that all the, the best athletes do. Tiger Woods, uh, Jack Nicholson, and countless others, um, use versions of self-hypnosis or they'll call it sometimes mental rehearsal.
0: Yeah, I've heard of the like visualization in sports that if you can Mm -hmm. just sit and close your eyes and visualize your golf swing that your neurons and things will fire the same as if you are actually doing it. And so you can kind of practice at home on your couch. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because the brain doesn't care. It doesn't Mm -hmm. differentiate between what's vividly imagined, like I said before, and what's reality. So you can mentally practice, okay? And in your imagination, you can be anywhere that you want. And in your imagination, you can do anything that you want. And you can, uh, it's just like, uh, if you're a Star Trek fan, you remember the holodeck? Well, your imagination yes. is the, the holodeck of your mind, okay. and you can create any scenario, and so it provides an enormous amount of versatility. That's just another form of self-hypnosis, even if it isn't called self-hypnosis. Hmm. Just like when you're watching a really fascinating movie or reading a really good book. You don't think of that as being hypnosis, even though you experience all the hypnotic phenomenon while you're watching that movie time flies by and and uh it feels like it was only maybe 15 or 20 minutes but you know it was two hours that's a hypnotic phenomenon known as time distortion
0: that's crazy you mentioned that you can help people with smoking yeah can you help with maybe alcoholism too and maybe Mm -hmm. more of those maybe let's take a really extreme example like meth can you help with those even
1: absolutely hmm. yeah so let me preface this with the way that i work as, as a hypnosis professional um it's very important that in a situation like that that the client is committed to the process That this is a change that they genuinely want okay And that's really important, but with hypnosis, you can help with, and I've worked personally with with clients to help them um, overcome meth, uh, alcohol quite frequently, Mm -hmm. because um, any of those things, even though there, uh, there are some differences to things like smoking cigarettes, there are also quite a few similarities. we're we're still dealing with an addiction. And as long as the person wants to, to perceive their reality differently, as long as they're willing and open to do that, then there's a lot that we can do to help people overcome things like that.
0: So I uh, had been thinking for the last couple of weeks, what on earth do I want to get hypnotized? And it just hit me. I want to not be addicted to caffeine. Hmm. So maybe you can try that one on me. That's a little bit of a tough one.
1: Um, It doesn't have to be. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, in a situation like that, the primary thing that I would want to find out from you or anyone else asking me to help them with that is, is this change something that you want? Or is it something that you know you're doing because your mom said that you should, or your doctor warned you that if you don't, bad things are gonna happen? Is this something that you have your own personal reasons for wanting to change? Hmm. And if the answer is yes, then absolutely that's something that we can do. And there are various ways that we could go about helping a person. Uh, their different approaches and how we could help them to modify how they see that experience. One side of it would be uh, we'd help them to identify the specific benefits that they want. For example, what would some of the benefits for you personally be Um, now we're talking about giving up caffeine completely, or we're just talking about cutting back?
0: Um, I would say Giving up because it is incredibly expensive mm. and I don't necessarily like feeling like I need something and if I don't get it by a certain time I'll start getting grouchy
1: so um, one of the primary reasons personal reasons that that uh, you don't want that caffeine in your life anymore is because of the the expense mm-hmm. It's expensive. is there any other reason? You mentioned something about being grouchy If <laughs> uh, in the past if you didn't get it. Yeah,
0: the headaches. Um, it definitely can be a comfort thing, kind of just wanting something warm and cozy. That can definitely be part of why I like it. So that would make it hard to give up. But maybe I could replace the habit with tea or right. something.
1: Yeah now see you're already starting the process just by identifying what it is that you don't like about a particular behavior and some of the things that you would like to benefit from um, after a change you've already started on that process and we can enhance all those things in hypnosis by helping you to use your imagination when you when you you know close your eyes and the only reason we have you close your eyes is so that it's easier for you to focus it helps sure. to block out some of the visual distractions okay but people do and easily can experience hypnosis with their eyes wide open A perfect example is watching tv
0: mm-hmm. okay okay
1: yeah so you'd um close your eyes um we'd use what's called in the business Uh, a hypnotic induction to help a person to relax a bit Um, relaxation is not hypnosis but it can be very helpful in helping people to get to a mind space where we can get the most use out of the tools that we're using okay Mm -hmm. so relaxing a bit focusing the mind ignoring distractions becoming absorbed in a line of of thought or on an idea, becoming absorbed in that story, okay? And we can create a story or or a line of thought around what it would look like to be free of caffeine and enjoying all the benefits that Mm. you're experiencing and using that creative part of your mind to explore and to play and to become curious as far as what better alternatives might look like. Okay. now, again, the brain doesn't care whether it's vividly imagined or whether it's real. And when you start to experience yourself going through the motions, going through those steps of overcoming challenges and enjoying the benefits, that's going to help to uh, create new patterns, new habits, new behaviors. Can you see how that works?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. How many sessions... Does it good normally question.
1: take? That's a really good question. And basically, you know, how many how much how long am I gonna have to do this? Or or you know, how many sessions is it gonna take? That really varies person to person. Okay. Because some people are naturally gonna be better at it at first than others. Some people have a harder time focusing their attention. Um, some people have a harder time allowing themselves to become absorbed in a particular line of thought. Um, And so it really depends. Most people who come to see me will start to notice positive changes start to feel better after their very first session. Okay, so hypnosis is considered a brief therapy. So instead of months or years of working with a therapist, someone can come to me and get even better results in a matter of days or weeks. Wow.
0: So, a couple weeks ago, when I was just thinking about what on earth, what, what do I want to know about hypnotism, I searched in Spotify for some podcasts that I could listen to during work to just kind of get an idea of how it works. And I stumbled across one where he just had recorded hypnotic sessions with clients and so I thought, I better not listen to this while I'm at work, just in case. So I saved it for the ride home. I was not driving. But I was Sorry. really uncomfortable because my coworker is very uncomfortable with hypnotism. So we're, we're, we're all religious. We are Christians. And so I had just kind of mentioned to him, oh, what do you think about it? And he just, you should never not be in control of your brain. He totally said what you said most people are afraid of. Anyway. So I was a little embarrassed to be listening to my headphones and be trying to get hypnotized right next to him. So it didn't work because I was very nervous. <laughs> anyway, but I noticed a couple things that it would sounded like the most boring thing in the world <laughs> for you <laughs> to have to sit there for 30, 40 minutes and talk really slow and monotone and long run-on sentences so like just as a <sighs> hypnotherapist what is it like
1: <laughs> okay so that's I, i'm glad you brought that up because let me point out a couple things first of all i hope now abigail you understand that um that hypnosis is not scary in fact you're experiencing if you're if your if your minister your pastor is any good at all <laughs> he's going to be using these these techniques, whether he realizes it or not. Okay. But the way that he talks, the, the imagery that he uses, okay, sure. his ability to capture your attention and help you to become absorbed in that experience. If he's any good at all, he's going to be fairly good at these skills. Okay. And let's be real. Some hypnotists and hypnotherapists are better than others. Sure.
0: <laughs> Isn't that true for everything?
1: yeah so i mean if that works for that particular client that slow monotone kind of a cadence and voice then um, more power to him but usually what i find is especially in the beginning it's helpful to just uh use a just you know just a normal speaking voice because a person become can become absorbed pretty much as easily with a fast voice as they can a slow voice. I think the content is probably more important than the, the, the monotone. And again, those are kind of old uh, antiquated ideas about how hypnosis should be done. A good hypnotist, good hypnotherapist is going to be flexible and versatile and do things that work uh, best for that particular client. Yeah. It seems like
0: it would be pretty exhausting that it would take a lot of mental focus from you.
1: Well, I mean, it's like anything else. Um, It it, it does take focus. It does take a lot of creativity. And you have to be in rapport and sync with the person that you're working with because you're working as a team right? This Mm -hmm. is a collaborative effort. They're doing their part, you're doing your part, and you both do your parts so that the client can get the results that they want. And as you practice, as you get better, you become more experienced, and you gain um, more skill. And it becomes easier to the at this point, I've been doing it long enough to where um, it's, uh, it's much easier than it was in the early days.
0: Yeah. That reminds me of one of my other questions, which was, what have been the biggest changes over the course of your career that you've seen in this field?
1: Um, the biggest changes in the field itself or in, in what I do personally?
0: Either. Both sound interesting.
1: Well, I mean, from, from me personally, when I first started doing hypnosis years ago, I, um, I used a very directive approach a um, very authoritarian approach. And mm-hmm. I'd have people sit in a straight back chair, sit upright. And um, I was very, uh, very direct and directive, authoritarian in my approach. And that oftentimes got really good results. Um, but I've learned over time that. Uh, You know, clients really, really like my big comfortable recliner chair that I use now. (laughs) You know, it it helps them to relax, especially with the specialties that I've decided to to move into. And that's like anxiety issues I work with a lot. And there are different kinds of uh, anxiety issues, everything from generalized anxiety, panic attacks, social anxieties, PTSD, and things of that nature. Um, and I found that, that to, in particular, working with those kinds of things, um, emphasizing a bit more relaxation, helping them to create, learning to relax is enormously beneficial. And combining that with hypnosis um, really helps them to see changes. So that's a big change that I've made in my approach as, as a whole. The field of hypnotherapy, the hyp- hypnosis has been recognized as a valid, effective modality by the American Medical Association since the 1950s. So it's been recognized as a valid, uh, effective tool for many, many years. But but hypnotherapy has never been more popular. More and more people are very wary of jumping right into drugs or surgery to help them deal with problems. And, and, and all too often, the the, the drug route in particular doesn't address the root cause of the issue. Sure. Whereas with hypnosis, we can help that person to connect to the part of them that inner mind that does know much more about the problem and how to fix it and help that solution or the solutions to that problem to emerge holistically naturally within that person and to help that person make those changes as a whole person um, in a very effective and and holistic healthy uh, drug-free way
0: yeah that's awesome that's awesome um do you get asked to do this at parties often
1: you know, I don't go to very many parties, oh. especially
0: 2020,
1: <laughs> sure. you know, with with uh, the whole COVID thing. Um, but every once in a while, yeah, I'll have I'll have people say, "Ooh, can you hypnotize me?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, there's that's a, a whole different domain of hypnosis. That's a thing called impromptu or street hypnosis. And while you can do some really cool kind of quasi therapeutic things, I'm not really an entertainer. I'm here to help people in more of a therapeutic role. And, you know, I can do some really fun things with people, um, if that's what they want to do, but I'm not really, I'm not really a stage hypnotist.
0: Sure. So, could someone who knew these techniques and they maybe had a little bit of a psychopath streak in them. Could someone use it for selfish benefit and take advantage of people? It
1: happens. Okay. So you take, for example, uh, an abusive relationship. Okay. Not to be sexist and to say that it's always (laughs) the man, but you know, um, more often than not, uh, it's the husband that's, that's the, the domineering one. And you've heard of, of things like gaslighting and oh yeah, you know, abusive, uh, being abusive verbally and things like that. A lot of times, you know, they'll you'll find if if you break down how they talk and and what they do, um, a lot of those are are the same kinds of tools that we use when we're helping people. Bear in mind, hypnosis is a set of tools, okay, and like any tools, like a hammer like a screwdriver, like any other tool out there. It can be used for good or ill. That's just the way it is. So it's useful to understand the tool, to have uh, a basic working understanding of what the tool is, how it works, so that you can recognize when it's being used inappropriately, when it's being used to hurt someone, OK? and. Um, and choose to use it to make the world a better place. That's what I've done. That's what I've dedicated my life to doing is helping people using these same tools to to, to overcome problems and to fix things and to feel better and to operate uh, better in the world. Does that make sense? Yes,
0: yes, it does. It was, can you like, can you help people retrieve false mem or retrieve lost memories, maybe from their childhood or something? Or can you even like give somebody a false memory when they're in
1: a hypnotic state? I'm really glad that you brought that up. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. Because, you know, it's important to talk about ways that um, hypnosis. And again, I say hypnosis in air quotes, because there's, there's all kinds of things that happen, you know, persuasive language, influential communication in our lives, that we never think about as being hypnosis, but they're all related, they're, they all all are hypnosis in a very real manner of speaking. Okay, so how can hypnosis cause problems? How can it hurt people? Well, one thing, one of those advances that modern science has made recently, specifically in in brain science, neuroscience, is the fact that when we retrieve a memory, our memories don't work like a video recorder. They just don't. Every time we retrieve a memory and re-experience it, we change it a little bit or a lot. So over time, as we, we remember those things, That memory is going to evolve. It's going to change. But with hypnosis, you can help a person to, we call it revivify or re experience in a very visceral way involving all their senses as if they're there in that situation, memories from the past. Now it's going to be that, you know, it's going to be the current version of that memory. And yes, in hypnosis, um, you can help to. Alter those memories, and you can even very easily create false memories with hypnosis. Okay, and that's something that people need to be aware of. Um, that there was a big um, hullabaloo in the '80s, where um, well-meaning but uh, maybe improperly trained or or certainly, um, you know, hypnotherapists and hypnotists. Who didn't really know what they were doing were um, were taking these people and and accidentally by the language that they'd use, creating these false memories about sexual abuse and stuff like mm-hmm. that, which is not helpful, not good in any way, shape, or form. Okay, it caused lots of lots of problems, uh, lots of damage to families and relationships, and it was all just fabricate a person who's experiencing hypnosis can't tell the difference you can't tell the difference between a a false memory that's been created and a real memory Hmm. okay so it's important that a hypnotherapist or hypnotist know how to uncover past experiences without coloring them with Hmm. with his or her own language the implications and stuff you know and and i don't want to get i don't want to get into that too much in depth but yeah that's that's one thing that uh, that you can do that a, a, a client needs to be aware of if they're going to do exploratory work in the past you want to make sure that your hypnotherapist is skilled in knowing how to use clean language and not not uh create things that aren't there but know how to just simply uncover what actually happens to be there
0: yeah that's good to know so in my email i had mentioned maybe you could try to hypnotize me live is it the can you do it virtually
1: sure Sure. yeah i work online all the time in fact um the 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 little demo that we did earlier was was a a good little example now my question to you would be, is that something that you want to do?
0: I am super interested in it. Yes. Okay. So just for a quick note, um, if anyone listening is driving, will there be any troubles?
1: You should absolutely not listen to any kind of a hypnosis recording when you are driving or operating machinery. Um, you want to make sure that, that, uh, if you're doing something that requires your conscious focus and attention, that you do that and pick a time when you don't necessarily need that uh, to listen to any hypnotic recording or hypnotic language. Okay. What kind of uh, experience would you like to have? Would you like to maybe do something along the theme of, of uh, not wanting caffeine anymore?
0: I think that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I'm ready. I've sat back. I'm relaxed.
1: Good. So, the first thing that I'd like to do is just quickly mention that I want to make sure you understand the idea of the, the concept of choice. Okay. Now, um, on your podcast, I don't know if they're going to be able to see this, um, but if you can imagine, my hand is just loose and limp. Okay. And I'm just holding it totally relaxed loose and limp. And I want to point out that that's a choice. As my hand is there, loose and limp right now, and you can see that. If I choose for that hand to be loose and limp, that means I can't close it. Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Now, everybody knows that I can. I can flex those muscles in my forearm. I can tighten those muscles, and I can make a fist like I'm doing right now. And I can squeeze those muscles and make that tight fist. OK? And if I choose to do that, that means I can't open it. Okay, So that state is a choice. So what I would like you to do is don't close your eyes yet, but in a moment, I'm going to have you relax the muscles of your eyelids. What I'd like you to do is choose to hold on to that relaxation. And as you do that, you can allow that relaxation to remain in your eyelids and the little muscles that control the eyelids. And when you're doing that uh properly you can test them and you can lift your eyebrows but your eyelids will stay closed can you see that happening right now with me yes okay now of course you can always choose to open your eyes but in order to do that you have to remove the relaxation you have to flex the little muscles right and you can open your eyes right Mm -hmm. so what i'd like you to do now is when you're ready, just go ahead and close your eyes and do just that. Okay. Do what I just did. Relax those little muscles of your eyes and your eyelids, perhaps. That's right. And you already moved your eyebrows, and you'll find that as you hold on to that, it's a subtle way of refining your own ability to control your body. Now I want you to take that same relaxation, Abigail, that you've that you have created. I didn't do that you did that i want you to take that same quality and send it down from the top of your head all the way down your body like a wonderful wave of relaxation flowing all the way down your body that's right all the way down to the bottoms of your feet and the tips of your toes that's right and now take your attention back to those eyelids and i want you to imagine i want you to be curious and wonder what it would be like to double that relaxation again what would that look like to see those little muscles of your eyelids and that control your eyes relaxing twice as deeply relaxed as before what would that feel like what would it be like to experience a doubling of that relaxation in those eyelids and when you have that you can send that down again from the top of your head flowing all the way down your body in the most wonderful wave of relaxation down through every muscle relaxing letting go all the way down to the bottoms of your feet tips of your toes that's right and now in a moment i'm going to count from one to three when i reach the number three i'd like you to open your eyes because you know you can do that because you are in control And when I snap my fingers like this, you can just allow your eyes to close and allow that hypnotic state to double each time you close your eyes. So again, I'm going to count from one to three. And when I get to the number three, I'd like you to open your eyes and just allow your eyes to not even need to focus on anything just to be open. And then when I snap my fingers like that, your eyelids will immediately close and you can just double that wonderful, pleasant hypnotic relaxation. So one, two, three eyes open and just let them close right back down, all the way down doubling that wonderful state of hypnotic relaxation. Again, one, two, three eyes open. That's right and close them right back down again, all the way back down and even deeper. And you find that each time you close your eyes, you can go even deeper relaxed even pleasantly more deeply each time so once again one two three those eyes open and closing right back down all the way down that's right and as you continue to listen to my voice relaxing there in the way that's right for you You understand that the world out there continues to go on about its business from time to time because you'll never be unconscious during this process. You may notice the sounds of the traffic outside from time to time, or you may notice the sounds of people coming or going or doors opening or closing, whatever those things are in the outside world. From now on, anything and everything inside or outside simply help you focus on my voice guiding you through this pleasant journey that we're taking together that's right from now on anything and everything inside or outside will simply help you to attend only to my voice experiencing my words in your own way and in a moment i'm going to begin to count from the number five all the way down to zero And you will find that just as the body continues to relax deeper and deeper with each number that I count, the mind too can relax, the mind becoming more calm, more clear, more quiet and still with every number that I count so that after just a few numbers, the mind can become so much more calm and clear, quiet and still that it becomes even easier to enjoy this experience, to experience my words in your own way. So let's begin now with the number five, drifting deeper and deeper down in your own way. And four, deeper and deeper still. As the mind relaxes, so too the body relaxes. That's right. And three, much deeper now, just letting go you drift down and down and down to two much deeper now as the mind becomes so much more calm and clear and quiet and still and one almost there now that's right and zero and just let yourself drift all the way down to the most beautiful peaceful place your imagination abigail your mind is such a powerful tool and just like that holodeck on on star wars star trek you can imagine whatever you want you can be wherever you want to be so now imagine the most wonderful beautiful safe peaceful place perhaps a place that you've experienced in the past or perhaps a creation of your imagination or even combination of those things and just be there now in your mind's eye you can see the beautiful things to see you can notice the colors the shapes you can hear the peaceful sounds the sounds that belong there in your peaceful place you can feel the pleasant sensations perhaps the warm sun on your skin or a cool breeze as it blows by, and you experience feelings that are so deeply calm, so profoundly peaceful and serene, it is as though you are becoming part of the tranquility that you experience there in your peaceful place. And as you enjoy your peaceful place more and more deeply, you can begin to imagine what it would be like To enjoy your life being free of caffeine in the way that you want it to be. That's right. You can allow that creative part of your mind to show you better ways to receive that comfort, to get the benefits that you want. That's right. It is that creative inner part of yourself explores and plays new ways that's right you can imagine what it would be like to forget we all forget sometimes forgetting is so easy to do sometimes people forget where they put their keys or They forget where they put their glasses or they forget a person's name that they just met. It happens to all of us. It's so easy to do. It's so easy to forget. And you can now forget to use caffeine. You can simply forget as you focus on something better. Perhaps a nice cup of tea or even a refreshing glass of water whatever is better whatever is right for you and you can imagine what it would be like to do that now creating a new habit and how good it would feel that's right and to enjoy all the benefits of leaving that old unhelpful behavior behind it just drifts away and the harder you try to remember that old habit the further away it goes until all that you experience in your mind is that new way that better way the way that's ultimately best for you that's right And every time you notice the color red, 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 inside or outside, every time you notice the color red, you remember that new behavior, the healthier one, the better one. And it grows stronger and stronger. Every time you see the color red, All these positive suggestions and ideas are reinforced. In a moment, I'll begin to count from one to five. When I reach the number five, your eyes will open. You'll emerge from hypnosis, feeling alert, refreshed, awake, feeling so good, looking forward to enjoying that new pattern, that new habit that you are creating. That's right. So let's begin now with the number one slowly and gently. Just beginning to return to coming up more and more, feeling so good. Three, and with the number three, you can take a deep, satisfying breath. You can feel that air flowing through your lungs, energizing you, the oxygen diffusing into your being as you come up to four, more and more. As though your whole mind and body, your whole being were washed through with cool, fresh mountain spring water. Your head is clear, your sinuses are clear, your throat is clear, your lungs are clear your whole being washed through with that cool fresh mountain spring water and five you can wiggle your fingers you can wiggle your toes you can open your eyes coming all the way back feeling alert refreshed awake feeling super good (laughs) wow that was
0: pretty fun
1: you liked that didn't you yeah wasn't that nice
0: it was nice
1: not scary at all no just use those natural abilities that you already have it's just too often people tend to use those same powers of their imagination to imagine scary things and and the bad things that can happen but when you take a moment and you just allow yourself to relax and you focus on what you want that grows in your awareness that grows in your perception it gets bigger and stronger and, and more pronounced in your experience hmm.
0: That is so interesting so first of all what i noticed is that when i was really relaxed i was experiencing like little involuntary involuntary twitches in my yeah. fingers and feet it's very yeah, strange what is happening there
1: okay so um as you're relaxing um we don't know exactly what's going on but I like to think of it as just releasing that deep tension and just allowing yourself to drift deeper and deeper. Um, also, in hypnosis, there is a concept known as idiomotor response. Ideo meaning idea, okay, mm. or thought. Motor meaning um, physical movement, motor movement, okay. So, um, movements associated with shifts or changes as you're drifting deeper and deeper it's very common to experience those little twitches and oftentimes as people are falling asleep at night they'll experience similar things maybe you have uh you know you remember times when um, you were falling asleep and you felt those little twitches Mm -hmm. well there's two periods when we're drifting off to sleep or when we're just waking up in the morning that are called the hypnagogic and the hypnopompic states as we're transitioning from deep sleep into um, being awake Hmm. and vice versa and these states are very similar to hypnosis Hmm.
0: so So. fascinating so fascinating well i suppose now would be a really good good time to plug your business and how people could contact you for something similar because this was really fun
1: so you you enjoyed that, didn't I you?
0: I did. It was really nice to get really good and relaxed.
1: I'm curious. You don't have to share if you don't want to, but I'm always curious to find out what people chose as their peaceful place. What that what emerged for them.
0: Okay, so my husband's grandparents own a farm, and you're familiar with uh, Payette in Ontario a little bit. It's kind of a Somewhere. desert desert. Like, if you water really well, you can get some grass and trees, but it's not easy. Well, they have a farm with, I don't know, 10 acres, maybe a little bit more of just lush green grass and huge hundreds of year old trees. And I was just imagining laying down in the grass in an 80 degree day looking up at the trees.
1: Beautiful. That's wonderful. So... If someone has something that they would like to work on, they can contact me. At uh, they can contact me through my website, or they can call me directly. My website is um, www. That's the official Boise hypnosis website. And there's an email contact form where they can contact me or you can just call me directly. Um, I provide all my potential clients a free phone consultation when they call 208-440-3306. That'll put you in direct contact with me. And we can either uh, talk right then and there if I have time or we can schedule a brief, free of cost, phone consultation. And that'll give me an opportunity to answer all of your questions um, to uh, determine whether you know, we'd be a good fit for working together. Of course, I'll, um, I'll certainly ask you what your personal uh, reasons are for wanting this change and, and uh, things like that. But uh, that usually takes, you know, just 15 20 minutes. Um, and then uh, we can schedule one or more appointments. Most people will, will purchase a package. Um, Some of the most popular packages are a three session package, or I also have a six session package and those also come with a nice discount.
0: Awesome. I will have all of that information in the description of the episode. So maybe if you're busy and couldn't write all that down, it'll be easy to find. Um, Before you go, I do always ask my guests four last questions at the end. So you can, you can rapid fire these if you wish. It's kind of your prerogative here. So my first one is, do you prefer The Office or Parks and Rec?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to say probably the uh, the original UK version Ooh, of The Office. Wow. <laughs> with, with Ricky Gervais. I love yeah. that guy.
0: Me too. Me too. How familiar with are you with the Bible? Somewhat. Somewhat. So, you know, the creation story, the Noah's Ark, those ones. So those are in the first 11 chapters of Genesis. And I'm wondering if you would read that as a legendary story or as history.
1: Well, um, probably a legendary story.
0: Do you think that there are aliens?
1: That's a really good question. You know, statistically, I, I think that it would be statistically highly improbable for us to be the only, um, and I say this tongue in cheek, intelligent (laughs) life. Sometimes (laughs) I doubt our intelligence, Uh. but um, loosely speaking, intelligent life in the universe. So um, maybe they're just um, waiting to contact us until we show that we can be decent. beings (laughs) we still haven't learned how to treat each other well let alone alien civilizations it
0: might be a while before that happens the way it looks currently yeah
1: (laughs) unfortunately but i'm working on that i'm trying to make the world a better place so yeah
0: same no yeah my final one is who or what inspires you to be your best self
1: that's a good question. Um, So, you know, I don't know, I've always had an inner drive, as I think, I think anybody does, um, to, to express themselves in a way that, um, that is meaningful to them. You know, I've always had a desire to be the best that I can be, um, and to help people. So, I mean part of that comes from from how i see um, i guess you could say in spiritual terms that uh, that part of me that is most like um, what you term god
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know that highest version of myself uh, that is uh, an inspiration for me encourages me to keep going to keep trying keep striving to improve what i do and to help people i hope that answers your question oh it
0: does for sure thank you so much for coming i had just a wonderful time and i really do encourage everyone who's listening to at least look at this guy's website and see everyone has something that they could improve on and i think it would be worth a shot for sure
1: thanks for having me
0: yeah you're very welcome have a wonderful rest of your day you too see ya